the Ruby on Rails podcast. I'm Jeffrey Grossenbach. Very special show today with Yukihiro Matsumoto. Matt's the creator, author, architect of Ruby. He was kind enough to wake up from his nap after RubyConf Denver a few weeks ago to talk with me. Stephen Monday, my friend out there in Osaka, Japan, translated this. He's an expert at search engine optimization. If you need any of that kind of work done, contact me at boss at topfunky.com and I'll give you Stephen Monday's info. If I sound like a giddy fan parts of this interview, it's because I am. So it's the Ruby on Rails podcast here in Denver, Colorado with Matsumoto-san. So several people, when I told them I was possibly going to talk to you, said, hey, here's some things we would like to ask Matt. So I'd Mm -hmm. like to start with that. One, they said, what do you do for non-technical hobbies when you're not programming Ruby or or working on computers? What kind of things do you like to do for fun? Mm -hmm. I used to read, read a book and the, the watch, watch the movie a lot, though, but I'm, right now I'm too busy to, to have a, a non-technical hobby. Okay. I spend most of my time programming or the raising my kids and spend time with my family. And the so your family yeah. is, is a big part of your hobby. Mm-hmm. I'm sure for many people who have families, it takes a lot of time. It does. Another thing that people wanted to know is why did you start the project to write Ruby at all? Most people have to know very a lot about computer science before they would even think about writing their own programming language. Why did you want to start the project to write Ruby? Hmm. Yeah, simple question. Uh, simple answer is the just I just wanted. The, the longer the answer is a little bit complicated, so I started. I first started doing stuff with computers when I was in junior high school. And then when I was a senior high student, I didn't have very much time, but I started getting interested in programming languages. And I thought that at some point I'd love to be able to write one myself. I started with BASIC and then graduated through Pascal and Lisp. But I really felt like I wanted something that was mine and uh, fitted better with me. The fact of it is, though, that it, it may be fun to think about programming languages. Actually, making one is a much more difficult proposition. So, anyway, I, I went off to college and then joined a research group. Now, my research group was focused mainly on compilers, and we weren't really doing anything in terms of designing programming languages. I guess there really aren't any research teams anywhere in the world that are really focused on this. Anyway, I had a a basic knowledge about how to put together a compiler. I just didn't have any opportunities to really look into how I should go about designing a programming language. Well, I graduated, and I got my first job, and I was talking to Keiji, a colleague of mine, and he said that Perl was really convenient. Well, that's what he said, 
But anyway, I thought it was not that great. It wasn't clear, and I really wanted something better. So I got on the internet and I found Python, and it was okay. But I still wanted something better. So I decided that this was a great opportunity. So I got down to work, and this was the beginning of Ruby. When I was wondering about what to call it, well, Cage's birthstone is Ruby. I just mentioned his role in the history of Ruby. Um, so I took his birthstone and I called the language Ruby. So that's how it all started. <laughs> Sorry, this has turned into such a long answer. Takashi-san told us a little bit about the history of Ruby, and I'm wondering, was Ruby the first language that you started to write, or did you work on writing other compilers before you wrote Ruby? I sat down and counted the other day, and Ruby was the 11th language I tried to write. But then out of those, about four of them only had names, about three of them didn't work at all. You know, I would write about 100 lines of program code and then get bored with them. Uh, then the rest of them were really just experiments. Ruby is the only one that really worked, so I guess that makes Ruby the first one. But it was one out of 11 attempts, so there are another 10 I had to go at, I had to go at but then those ones I gave up on. Writing the Ruby interpreter means you spend a lot of time working with Yak, Compiler, or C. What projects do you work on that are written in Ruby? Recently, I have been getting a whole bunch of emails, including spam, and then I would come along and sort them out. Uh, this one goes in my Ruby Talk folder, this one goes in my family folder, you know, whatever. Now, when you start to get a thousand emails every day, then whatever folder you put them in, it, it doesn't really matter, because when you want to find an email that was sent to you, say, three years ago, and you find out your Ruby Talk folder has tens of thousands of emails in it, then you've really reached the limitations of this kind of system. Well, in that case, why not stop trying to categorize emails as they come in and instead use a search function to find the email you want? So anyway, two years ago, I made my own mail reader. The front end is Emacs and the back end is written in Ruby. Uh, how many lines of code is it? The most recent one is the longest. Uh, I have the 1,127 lines of Ruby code as a back-end of the, the, my mail reader. Okay. Code support, and I believe even just this last week it was mentioned that Ruby 1.9 would have some more support for getting the length of strings and uh, characters and that things to, to work with Ruby with Unicode. Mm -hmm. Why do you think it's important for Ruby to have Unicode support now where it hasn't been, you haven't felt that it was a, a huge priority in the past? Mm -hmm. So this is an important issue so that I answer in Japanese. Okay. Okay. The 
今の Ruby はその UTF8 での文字列を操作する機能があって Well, as it stands now,、uh, the current version of Ruby can manipulate a string of characters in UTF 8 and can manipulate strings of UTF 8 characters at the individual character level using regular expressions. And as a matter of fact, we have been using multi byte encoding methods such as、uh, Unicode and before that EUC and Shift JIS for a long time. And by a long time, I mean over 10 years. So, in a sense, we have just started using Unicode recently, but for us Japanese programmers who have years of experience in using multi byte encoding, the Unicode support may not be perfect, but it is up to the job. As a result, I am not really sure why people are saying that even more Unicode support is necessary.、Uh, Will you have any problems if you use a combination of byte level string class and regular Unicode expressions? Well, I really don't see that you should. I think the current level of support is sufficient. But I can see there is an argument that the idea of manipulating strings of characters at the byte level rather than the character level is a little unusual. And to be honest, it's different to how it's done in other languages. So there's、uh, Python, Perl, And a whole load of other languages that work with Unicode characters. But then there is Ruby that's out on its own, working with Unicode at the byte level rather than at the character level. And maybe there are programmers who are really not into that. So, our major objective in introducing this、um, M17N feature is to satisfi- satisfy these people so that we can say, hey,、uh, Ruby does support Unicode. Of course, a, a knock on effect will be to make Ruby more convenient as well. But our primary motivation is to be able to move Ruby into line with other languages、uh, by being able to show that we also support Unicode. So it will be important in the sense that、um, it will have an effect in helping us to promote Ruby. So many Ruby, Ruby interpreters are in development right now, JRuby. Rubinius, of course, Yarv, and you've said at the conference that you support all of those implementations and、uh, you're very positive about those. Where do you see the role of, of the official Ruby compared to the other ones? Do you think that、mm-hmm. most people will continue just to use the, the official Ruby? Think of it C, the beyond world C, from the preprocessor. Named C front, but no one used that in these days. But his position as a language designer has, been, has not been changed. Yes. So I very respect him, and、uh, if I go to the state of the designer, that, that'll be okay for me. And、uh, talking about the, the alternative interpreters, we have to split them into two because. And, Yarf and the others, just because the Yarf is targeting the 1.9, yep. the, the language I am designing and the, the changing a lot. So, and the Rubinius and the JRuby and Ruby Shield, all others are targeting on 1.8. So, that's, that's a little bit different, just、yep. because, you know, when the, the me and Koichi, who is, who is behind the, the Yarf. 
development were seeking a moving target. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I moved the target. <laughs> He's throwing the money. <laughs> My target. And uh, it's kind of sorry for him. I feel kind of sorry for him. Though. <laughs> the others working on 1.8 is good things, I think. Because, you know, it's, it's just too, too difficult to chase the moving target. In any, in, in any case, I just need to work on some kind of actual implementation to prove my idea is good and bad or, or to do some experiment for design a new language. One nine will be the test bed for my, my experiments. I've heard some conversations with people who say, wow, Matt's has worked so hard on, on Ruby so far and and you've done so much of the, the coding along with the team what maybe are there a hundred co- or uh, 40 or so 40 committers uh, contributors to to Ruby and at this point it seems that maybe you're uh, looking for the the knowledge and the, and the wisdom of other people like Koichi to mm-hmm. to work on the implementation and, the, and that you will be more of the driver of the ideas the design mm-hmm. Uh, is that so? Is that where you see your role in the coming years? That you will maybe do f- less and less coding on the actual interpreter and more of the design and the ideas. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's too bad. So I like pro- I like programming, though that, but I'm not effective in uh, the the huge project like the rewriting VM from scratch. Yep. So. It's it's getting the getting late and late to start project. So Koichi told me, so shall I do it for you? Then I said, if you do that, that's okay for me. Even though gonna be take my part and the fun from my part, but it's not that bad to be late or not not appearing forever <laughs> one more question in your keynote address you mentioned that it would be great to have more of a, a way for the community to communicate and that what we need is is some kind of a website that would be hooked into mm-hmm. a mailing list and people can propose ideas and these can be organized and and you can Comment and the community can comment on on different features of of Ruby. Who do you imagine will build that application? Will it be the the core Ruby team, or will it should people just start proposals for how that application should be built, or should we use an existing software like Track or? Or other software. So, who who will build this new application you mentioned for the the community to have mm-hmm. a dialogue about mm-hmm. the features of Ruby? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is an important question, so that I answer to, to avoid uh, misunderstanding. Okay. Well, first of all, uh, the upshot of an email conversation I had with David Allen Black yesterday evening. Uh, was that although RC Archive is okay, 
uh, it only has about half the features that I would want it to have. So it has not really reached the level of maturity yet. For example, David says he would like to add the ability to be able to have a mailing list to discuss each proposal. So since David has put forward this idea, what I would like us to try first is taking uh, RC Archive to the next level by making this new system. Now, if this doesn't go well, or if it never gets off the ground, there are, there are other people who have said that they would like to help. Uh, but for the moment, I want to let David have a, have a stab at it and see how things pan out. Well, thank you for taking some time to mm -hmm. speak with me. I just want to thank you personally. My job every day is, welcome. is programming on Ruby and mm -hmm. makes me very happy. So thank you for, for making my life better and get to enjoy it with Ruby. You're welcome and be happy. All right. Check out my other project, Peep Code Screencasts. RJS templates, TextMate, RESTful Rails, a new one on test first development, nine bucks a piece. If your user group wants to watch a peep code screencast, got a special deal for you. I'll give you one free to watch, one to give away, and a free peep code t shirt. So if you are interested, send me an email at peepcode at topfunky.com. Inside the internet. They looked all around